back to the Film Fund podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. Our summer 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are now closed, so I want to thank everyone for entering. We are currently in the judging process, so make sure to stay up to date with us via our email newsletter and uh, check us out at filmfund.co. We want to remind listeners that contests do happen regularly, so if you are listening at a later date, check the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information. Just a quick reminder of what we're all about. You write one sentence to... It's been a long day. Didn't have enough coffee. Right. Check us out at thefilmfund.co to enter your one-sentence pitch for a chance to receive up to $10,000 to make your film. Um, Today, we have Lindy Stokes and Beth Ashby on the show. They are previous winners of our narrative contest uh, for a horror short film called Where Monsters Lurk. Um, Lindy, Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm Lindy, and I'm the producer of Where Monsters Lurk. it was uh it was a crazy journey that i'm excited to talk about um and beth and i have been working on it together for three years now (laughs) (laughs) finally starting the festival run um yeah so i'm a filmmaker based in chicago and i produce like indie shorts um and i read scripts and provide feedback for a living um I'm obsessed with horror and I have a background in gender studies. So that is the filter to which I look at everything. <laughs> awesome. So I guess you look okay, at yeah. the, uh, the female gaze or the male gaze a lot in oh, your yes. horror analysis. Took yeah. a few horror courses back in college. We, we talked about that a little bit. Very yes, cool. Barbara Creed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm Beth Ashby. I'm the writer director of um, Where Monsters Lurk. Um, yeah, and I, I'm originally from St. Louis, but I'm based in Chicago now. Um, Lindy and I met at Columbia College Chicago and kind of started working on, uh, this project. Um, yeah, I don't know when Lindy first talked about it, it was, um, it really spoke to me just the, um, idea of this, of this person who looks in the mirror and sees a monster, um, in, in the place of her reflection and is haunted by kind of all of the voices of all the negative things that could be said about herself. Um, so yeah, I love, I also love, um, uh, films that, that center around, um, mental health or around neurodivergence. Um, and sometimes just generally around misfits. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so, you both obviously met in film school, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, we have, uh, it's always so interesting, different winners. Some go to film school, some don't. So we'll definitely be talking about that um, and your experiences um, there. So are you still students or have you graduated? So I'm still technically working on my thesis. <laughs> okay. Um, so Is that a grad program? Yeah, it's a grad program. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, I... I did my MFA in creative producing and Beth is doing hers in cinema directing. Um, nice. So yeah. What, um, tell me a little bit about like the program if you can, did you um, like, what are some things you got out of it? Some things maybe you learned on your own? Yeah. Yeah, I um, can, uh, I can yeah, start. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was such an amazing experience and, and, really hard too because we we started the same year and it was designed to have like the producing cohort working with the directing cohort Mm -hmm. on our first year and second year projects um and as and Beth this was originally going to be my first year producing project Mm -hmm. and we pitched our our projects to the directing cohort and I wanted Beth so bad (laughs) 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 I was like I hope I get Beth aww uh, (laughs) and and so we were like in pre-production and we're getting it going and then covid hit um two weeks before our shoot dates oh my god 
Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I oh, I cried so much. It was it was mm-hmm. devastating, but yeah. it worked out so much better um, in the long run. And so, like, it was a really great like crash course with film basics because the program is also designed not necessarily for people who got their undergraduate degrees in film. Mm-hmm. So that had its own pitfalls and and difficulties like i didn't i didn't have experience on set i was totally green what was your undergrad in in, uh gender studies gender studies yeah you said that yeah so it was more film analysis and Mm. such and i had worked on a few film sets before i started school but really threw me in the deep end and especially creatively because we had often four or five weeks to write and then shoot these these smaller projects mm. for this one um yeah so i really appreciated a lot of it 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 helped it also in hindsight i can see how it helped me learn a few things like experience a few consequences learn some styles of like leadership and like how i talk to people and how i problem solve without it being tied up in a job mm. like it was it was a learning experience and like other grad programs too it is like what you make of it um so yeah i just it wasn't didn't feel like i had much structure going on from the school but it was enough to jump into and just focus on the projects focus on the courses get it done and engage with people and meet the people you want to create stuff with um So yeah, I re- there's definitely it's definitely not for everybody. I wouldn't say like film school's a hundred percent the way to go, mm-hmm. but for like my learning style and what I've and just kind of needing something to push me to jump into the creative ideas I had, like yeah. it it not being a self starter. It was just like, well, you you better you have a deadline, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there is like there there was so much for me that um what what made me take the leap and and um go to film school was kind of needing like the structure and an external push to actually finish things and and connect with people and you know just jump in and and do projects and also having a little bit of extra support and structure to jump in and do projects but like within some sort of an infrastructure that like there's you know there is equipment there there are people you know that that can work with you there that you can you can connect with a bunch of different kinds of people with different skills right. than you have yeah, and kind of everyone is yeah and it's wild because it's I mean everyone is building those skills as you're working together mm-hmm. so you're definitely like oh yeah they know more than me about this thing but they're definitely still a student and learning things right, right. and like but I I am too and I'm trying to figure things out as mm-hmm. I go so I don't know. It's it's like a whole a whole new frontier. Yeah, um, that's super cool and to the, jump into. The big thing I hear. I mean, I haven't gone to film school. Um, I was saying yet for a while, like, oh, I haven't gone to film school yet. Like, I'm thinking maybe <laughs> I'll get my MFA, but I, at this point, probably you. not. Um, I don't know. Who knows? But I hear access to equipment <laughs> and just like being in a community of other people who actually like give a damn about filmmaking. Because like my undergrad, mm-hmm. we, Lehigh finally got um, a film studies minor like my senior year. Um, but like, and you know, Lehigh was a great school. I had a great experience there overall. But like, some of my courses, I, I majored in English. Some people just didn't care. Oh, I did too. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, like I would be in a Shakespeare yeah. course, um, which was like really difficult, and the class was just like not engaged. Like they would ask, "Oh, like what's you know your interpretation of the text?" It was like a you know um, participation thing. Like uh, what do you call it? Discussion, and. I would mm-hmm. be like the only person raising my hand. The professor would literally say, "Like Tom again," <laughs> like so embarrassed. Oh. So, like, uh, what I've gathered from like film school programs, at least at the the graduate level, is like everyone really wants to be there and is like studying film because they're passionate about it. They're mm-hmm. paying there, you know, to be there. I mean, unless they have a scholarship or something. Um, so yeah, it just sounds like if you really want to thrust yourself into a community of people who really care what they're working about, they're really eager to learn, and you have access to equipment and like mentorship. Um, definitely sounds mm-hmm. like it could be a good path. But yeah, it's not for everybody either. Um, like I recognize that yeah. as well. Like some people are more DIY, like I'm going to just do a film and learn and it's going to be bad. And then I'm going to like the, the last <laughs> um, 
uh, before we started recording, I said I was recording another episode today with Swati Tiwari, one of our previous winners. And she she's a choreographer mm-hmm. and a dancer, um, has a uh, dance company called Boston Bollywood. And she is, didn't go to mm-hmm. film school and she just kind of thrust herself into it um, and is like learning yeah. the set. And she won the film fund, which is awesome. Uh, a post-production prize. Yeah. Seems like there are definitely different ways to go about it. Um, did you guys know you wanted to go to film school for a while? Or was it like, how did that happen, that decision? It took me a while. Like I um, actually straight out of undergrad, I applied to some film schools and I like got into a couple and I, I don't know, I backed off from the ledge. I was like, I've been hearing just enough of like, maybe I don't need to go to film school. Like, you know, and I, I just started making, making like independent films on my own you know, doing shorts, doing 48 hour film projects and, and like building a community that way. And then I kind of made like this obnoxiously long 26 minute short film. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> that was a huge learning process for me. And like, you know, learning by doing it is, is great, especially if you can surround yourself by people who know more than you, um, which was really fortunate for me. But, um, and, and I did this all while like juggling, like, also doing costumes kind of for money Uh, and like um because I also studied theater in in undergrad but I um uh but I came to a point like several years later um that I just felt like I had done about what I could do um outside of a structured environment and and that I wanted to like have that boost of of learning more and even just building confidence for myself to be able to claim like, yes, I'm a good director. Here is my body of work that says I am a good director and a good writer. You know, here are like some steps that I know I can take because, you know, I've, I've learned that these are (laughs) the steps. It just, it felt like time for me um, to take like a concrete step in that direction and that felt like the way to go for me even though that's totally just my journey I'm sorry Lindy what how about you (laughs) um uh yeah I actually so when I was still living here in Salt Lake I um started I I knew I wanted something related to film and media I was working actually at, at Trader Joe's after I got my undergrad degree. I was kind of done with academia. And my two of my sisters uh, got master's degrees like right out of undergrad. So it was kind of like, well, are you going to do for grad school? And I'm like, I am not doing mm-hmm. grad school. Like, you can drag me. <laughs> I will not. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, was, I just got like a steady job with Trader Joe's. And it was fun and easy. And it didn't like give me anxiety attacks. And then... But then I just felt really stuck in my mid-20s and not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I started a media studies MA program through the new school online. And I was doing that part-time for like a year and a half. And then nothing had mm-hmm. changed. I was, and, and I was like, this is interesting. But online programs I learned, especially before COVID, I think now they'll probably be different. But before COVID, it was more of like a easy credit gotcha. grab for because like I only interacted with one of my oh, professors wow. everybody else was like pretty much warm mm. emails like mm. yeah so I I appreciated that but I realized like I just needed like Beth like a more concrete mm. step like I even um they would they would say things like you can go for like little design like projects or little projects we had in classes they'd be like you can go to the library and and check out a camera and be like, I am in Utah. (laughs) You are in Manhattan. That's so frustrating. I'm not. Yeah. So I made like a little found footage uh, bit like short on my Mm -hmm. phone because I just didn't have the money to rent a camera here. Um, And now in hindsight, I have so many other ideas of how I could have gotten a camera. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so I did that and then I just realized there was I wasn't getting what I wanted from that program and I learned about creative producing programs and the idea of collaborating with other filmmakers and kind of being like the support structure for a writer director because I never felt like 
it's all I've ever cared about, but I've never felt like I want to write. And What's direct. all you ever cared about? It's um, film. Like gotcha. Film. Yeah, film and television mm. and even theater. Like I love theater, but it's not. It's like secondary to film and mm. television for me. And so I just basically through my twenties, I just didn't know where I would fit um, in the mm. industry. And then I saw like producer role things and the breakdown stuff you do in pre-pro. And I have a friend who has a production company out here in Utah and he was like, do you want to be a producer on my feature? And I was like, I've never done this. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> and, and then he's like, do you know how to do breakdowns? And I was like, no. And he's like, this is oh, how wow. you do breakdowns. He's like, <laughs> you need, he's like, we're going to rent some equipment from this guy in Baltimore. Can you issue a COI? I was like, what's a COI? He's like, here's the That's link. awesome, though. It's like, that, talk about hands-on experience, like getting thrown into it. Uh, that's such yeah. an awesome opportunity you, you had. Yeah. And that was before the, yeah, um, I'm so grateful. the Columbia College Chicago program. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and I actually, he knows someone who did the same program, so I was able to talk, he was the other producer on the feature, oh, actually, cool. so I was able to talk to him about the program, and, and how his experience was, and so yeah, it was, it was so, like, I'm very grateful for the school, but I'm, like, so, so grateful just for the friends mm. that I had prior to that. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, it's amazing how, like, just random like friendships that you form naturally or people that you meet can end up being like such an influence on your life mm. and on your learning. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I was actually, it was a bit of a tangent. Yeah. I started writing a book over, oh my God, this is probably like, like when the pandemic was really bad, I started writing and I haven't touched it in a while, but um, it was about hey. like connections and you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And I was calling it uh, the honeycomb mindset, just being like open to opportunities because you could meet somebody who's um you know you have no idea like if this person's going to be helpful to you or anything like that and then like two years later um they could become a client of yours you could end up working with them or they could send you a script or something like that so like you yeah. never know how connections are going to form and friendships mm -hmm. that are made could be useful to you um so yeah that's definitely yeah. something i definitely agree with like it's so interesting how relationships form and how they can be beneficial to your career but yeah i also agree with um yeah. you know, the, the concreteness you were talking about in terms of being in a program um like i definitely feel that too like i'm thinking about doing the screenwriting program with this uh dude i guess i'll call him this, he was a former executive uh at sony we actually might have him on the podcast soon um hey. film fund hey. doing feature film funding soon so we we're just picking his brain about some stuff um and he's he has a screenwriting program and i'm thinking about doing it one to learn more um but also like just for accountability mm -hmm. to have deadlines like i have two feature scripts that yeah. i yeah like just they need a lot of work and i haven't touched them in like a long time um so it's like having yeah. that accountability having that system where you actually have a deadline and you need to submit stuff to someone who's going to read it is super important i think um like establishing that in a formal way yeah. is is important yeah so film school definitely is a plus there for sure definitely yeah and we've been we've been kind of working on like like ways to keep that dynamic going mm -hmm. beyond film school too like lindy and i we've um we've kind of started like a, a writer's oh, awesome. group mostly from folks folks that we know from columbia but also just people we've met in other walks of life some of lindy's friends from like the utah mm -hmm. scene um some folks that i know from st louis and from theater and and just you know writers like largely screenwriters but there's also like a poet in the group and a playwright oh, so cool. and um, and it's great because then we get together, we read each other's work. Uh, we're starting to actually have actors come and read oh, with awesome. us, which is nice because um, oh, it's so important. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I might yeah. have a comic book oh. writer joining our writer's group. Very Do it! <laughs> I'm all now about that. that. Like the oh, I can invite the my other comic book friend writer. Illustrator or both? She oh, okay. does both. But she's mostly an okay. illustrator, but she was in a comic writer's group and telling me about it and was just like, yeah, me and everybody who wasn't a white male left because oh, we weren't sucks. being listened to. And I was like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's sad to hear, but like, awesome that you guys have Do your it. group. Also, I keep calling you guys. Neither of you are guys. I don't know how you identify, but that <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, fine with me. But that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your, uh, like, where you draw inspiration for your work. Mm. Um, Lynn, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, <laughs> We're both so nice. We're like, 
Uh, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with this one in particular, like I was so raised by television and film that like the I I've started to pull more inspiration like I feel like early on it was more mm. derivative you know I was more just like I love these projects I love David Lynch and and Jennifer Kent and like and and early like Rosemary's Baby and the Exorcist and stuff and the psychological mm. horror stuff and and now I'm seeing more things from life that I can pull into it. Um, so yeah, I the 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 atmosphere and tone definitely comes from like my favorite horror um, and indie dramas. Like I'm totally the eight twenty four pretentious <laughs> snob. <laughs> I eat it up. I eat it all up. Um, but then, like, I'm also, my biggest, like, real-life inspiration for work, like, I'm working on this uh, project I have for a few years that I'm also, like, I also have not touched. I need, like, an actual mm. deadline or some impetus to keep working on it. Um, but it's based on my family, like, my, my matrilineal line going back to 1850. Oh, wow. um, yeah, because I was raised, I was raised Mormon in, in Utah, and my uh ancestors on two two sides of my family like came were were like mormon pioneers um and my sister has been into genealogy for a long time so we have like all of this primary source text like journals from my great grandma and yeah and stories and pictures and everything so i'm i'm working with her and and a few other friends of mine to like shape it into a into a limited series that is like a historical drama for cool. <laughs> yeah so i i'm that one for me has been like the biggest and then also a lot of my um horror ideas and, and inspirations come from like um having a mental illness having trauma um there's a lot of body horror stuff too like there's a feature I want to work on that I am working on that is about like stress work, like stress okay. injuries. Like, um, so the one like mental image that keeps coming back for me with that is like someone like ripping a tendon out of oh, their wow. shoulder, like the tendon that, that mm. tenses up when they're like hunched over working all the time, like burnout for, um, just like the kind of miseries of everyday life that we're all mm. pushing through. Um, I really like getting into those little things because I feel like we all downplay how yeah. we feel. That's super real and uh, yeah. super dark and creepy image you just yeah. brought up. Thank you for that. That will be just threw it out there. for the rest <laughs> of the welcome. day and night. Um, but that's so cool. Yep. Um, tell me about, uh, yeah. yeah, I love, I love horror so too. Welcome. Um, yeah, it's, and body yeah. horror, especially like anyone, I think anyone who's gone through any kind of like physical trauma can relate to, um, body horror. And like, I definitely do. I've had a few, um, like spinal surgeries and other things like that. And it's just like, mm. I really want to write like a body horror film kind of like about that. Cause there's so, yeah. so much to work with there. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in medical trauma is its own mm-hmm. specific thing. Like, and that's like something no one talks. Well, people, film people do, but like you know, like medical trauma is a huge part of yeah. the exorcist, and and that's yeah, oh, that yeah. gets downplayed. Um, but it's so ripe for yeah. exploration. Tell me a little bit about uh, where monsters lurk. Yeah, um, sure. I'll I'll get it started and let cool. Beth jump me in. Too. Um, so Where Monsters Lurk was a short uh, story that I found online. It's written by this uh, British author named Ellie Scott. Um, and she was just so sweet and wonderful about uh, working with us, just immediately down to, um, to like, she's, she sold me the rights for, for <laughs> a pound <laughs> um, with the PayPal <laughs> nice. conversion. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, she's just so helpful and lovely. And it was a really different short, it was really different, like, because of COVID, it ended up being a a very different adaptation from the short because the short involved her leaving her house. It was her like, 
leaving the apartment, running into a neighbor, walking down the street, seeing her reflection in the shop windows, and then ending up at a bar, and then downing some hmm. some drinks, and then going into the bathroom, um, seeing right. herself. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's how Beth originally wrote it. Um, and then COVID shutdown happened, uh. and we were scouting the locations and everything we, right. the day before the shutdown we were scouting the oh, bar wow. <laughs> yeah they gave us free margaritas too yeah yeah well and it's it's so interesting too because it, like in the alternate reality where we made that film i like i don't think it would have been as good of a film <laughs> like you know all yeah. the all those locations we, we were in our first year we had maybe like four or five weeks to like develop and 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 pre-pro this mm-hmm. this film um i think the week before we shot what would have been spring break too i think so yeah. and yeah i mean i i don't know i look back and i'm like whew, what if that had been a disaster like obviously like not not to downplay like how awesome Lindy and I are because we would have made a cool film but exactly like <laughs> well, it's strangely like fitting that in the midst of this like global crisis that happened where everyone had to stay home like we had this strange gift of time to to further develop the concept and to kind of bring our current experiences into it without like overstating like this is a COVID film like it wasn't really um but but it's there and it's you know it was firmly set in its own present and um and we had time to kind of more build the character's isolation um, I've been and fighting a yacht and for like the create a more complete world. But uh, I found out. <laughs> no, you gotta let it out. I found out I have um, <laughs> apnea, so I've, I, yeah. No, oh I don't oh that. no! Um, so yeah, that's that's where my yawn. Oh, I'm out. sorry. Um, just gotta get more coffee. Yeah. But, uh, that yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> on that, I mean, I think the sometimes creativity comes out of like the constraints that we're forced to work with. And I think that the topic of mental illness was definitely compounded by the pandemic and like lots of people suffered from, you know, isolation and the effects of that and how it really like, you know, affected people mentally. So I think it really strengthened your film too, in terms of um, the mental illness aspect and like how people can relate to it and where it comes from. Um, I have the, the winning pitch that you submitted. Now I know you haven't released the film yet, but would you be comfortable yeah. with me reading it to the audience? If not, totally cool. We can wait till we release it online. Up to you. Um, that's that's fine with me. I I remember the sentence enough that I'm like I'm comfortable with it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we have <laughs> where monsters lurk is a horror short about a depressed woman and the monster in her mirror who haunts her, and this funding will help us create the unsettling apartment she has trapped herself in. And I just love that sentence because it has um, it's just such descriptive, like, conflict words in it. Um, and just, like, mm-hmm. it evokes a very clear picture. You have a woman, she's depressed. Um, you have a monster who's haunting her. The apartment's unsettling. And I think a really important word, too, is trapped. Like, she's trapped in the apartment. She's trapped in this image of herself. Or, you know, I don't want to give too much away. But um, it's just, like, very... Pick your when you're writing a sentence for the film fund. I just want to make it clear, like pick your words very, very carefully and like put a lot of thought into it because these words that are in this pitch they're very descriptive and they're very conflict um, based and they help kind of create a sense of story and uh, and conflict, which is really what we we care about. So awesome job there, um, kind of creating the story and then also Thank saying you. what the funding is going to be used for um, to really help us see how you will create that world um, and like props for doing this like through COVID too. Like I'm looking at um, this pitch sentence. I had to pull it up in our database actually because um, I couldn't find it in like my notes. This is two years ago, um, so like it's been a while since yeah. you guys submitted this. So it's so exciting to see it coming to fruition. Um, yeah. I've seen the most recent cut. Uh, we haven't mm-hmm. shared it yet on our website, but we're looking forward to doing so. Um, could you tell us the the status of the project? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, this is amazing timing with the podcast because it was kind of like in limbo, waiting mm -hmm. for things, waiting to hear for things. I we had a private screening for um, the okay. uh, thesis screening uh, back in December, um, so that was a, a mm -hmm. Chicago screening with our school, and then um, so now this in 10 days it's going to have its world premiere at oh, the awesome. chicago horror you didn't even festival. tell us how are we supposed yeah. to promote it you didn't even tell us. <laughs> i know right, we'll, get, we'll get a blog post and a social I, media only... I don't know when the blog post will be posted but we'll definitely do a social media post thank soon you. awesome that's so awesome i that is thank you yeah that's okay. totally my bad i realized that when we started this i was yeah. like this is how they're no gonna find worries. out <laughs> surprise <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, the Chicago Horror Film Festival. Yeah, and then um, a few days ago, I got the notification. So I, yeah, yesterday I posted on our socials about the Chicago Horror, and and later this week, uh, probably today, I will be posting about the, uh, we got accepted oh, okay. into Mental Filmness. That's a cool name. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's a little, yeah, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I really like it. And it's actually so it's a mental mental health based like film festival that's actually based in Chicago as well, um, and we got accepted into their virtual uh, festival because they're okay. going to be doing a hybrid festival this year, and it will be uh, on their in their virtual in their virtual oh, cool. that's not GeoBlock, um, yeah their virtual screenings from oh, nice. October to November actually. Yeah. 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 So it'll be up and available for quite a while, um, which is great. Yeah. And yeah. um and then earlier this year we were also a semifinalist. We didn't have a screening, but we were a semifinalist cool. at the Renegade Film Festival. Um so yeah, it's I'm really excited about it and this is good timing because hopefully like soon after um we have a few more festivals we're gonna uh, apply to because we also received a little uh distribution festival oh, grant awesome from columbia college like chicago a, a, one of the hardest parts too it's like yeah. you have the funding yeah. for the film you make the film but now i have to spend even more money to submit it <laughs> to yeah. Two festivals yeah exactly yeah, mm. yeah. So, builds up fast <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah pretty much the last of the uh, film fund money went mm -hmm. to the first wave of festival submissions yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, then I'm going to submit to a few more this, this fall, I have a few more to hear back from, but getting into the Chicago Horror Film Festival and mental filmness is like, I am, that's awesome. I am so happy with that. Like for me, yeah, yeah for me, that's like <laughs> yeah. full accomplishment. That's great. Yeah. You'll actually festivals. be able to go to them because you're in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. 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 And they're, yeah, and their festival yeah, centered around horror thing. and mental health. So, yeah, no, awesome. target <laughs> On the last yeah. podcast, the one I recorded earlier today uh, with Swati, is like, how do you know what um, festival mm -hmm. to submit to? So, did you guys, um, I mean, with a horror film, it's a little bit easier. There are horror festivals out there. Um, but how did you find mental filmness? Did you just, like, Google mental illness film festivals or... I was frustrated with it because, like, it. I this was my first okay. like submission process. Like, my a feature I'd worked on has gone through a bunch of rejections, but I mm -hmm. personally wasn't involved in the submissions or seeing the rejections. Right. I was just told about the successes. Um, but this one <laughs> uh -huh. was the first time where I was just yeah, like, yeah, it sucks. Oh, another, Have you oh, seen the documentary? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really good film. It's a little dated now, but no. I probably watched it. Oh my god. I was gonna say ten years ago. I'm not, I'm not that old. Anyway, um, it's really good. It's like the whole, just rejection <laughs> process and I guess submission process of um, submitting mm -hmm. to festivals. And Kevin Smith's in it as like you know they interview directors and things like that. And it's just crazy to see like nice. it's a you know it's by yeah. this jaded filmmaker who got rejected from Sundance and all these other fests. Um, and ironically, that film was accepted to Sundance about how he was rejected. So it's like it's a really good story. <laughs> um, it's super cool to see. Like that's how I learned about film festivals too. Is that like the process the of watching that documentary. Um, so definitely check yeah. that out. But yeah, it's a grind. Like applying to them all and getting letter after letter. Like I have a spreadsheet pulled up right now for my short film that um yeah we wrapped like earlier this year and we've been submitting it. So far, I've only gotten one rejection, but that's also the only festival that's gotten back to us so far. Um, so it's just gonna be like you know, tracking oh. that spreadsheet. But it, yeah, it's it's stressful. Um, 
Well, that's so exciting yeah. that you guys got into this. Yeah. We were... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we were talking about ways that we can, like, mm. handle the rejections. Because you just, <laughs> like, you have to... You know, it's like you have to get through all of those to get to anything, um, any any sort of acceptance. And like, but it's such a slog. And so we were like, oh, we should. I don't know if we're going to do this. If <laughs> we'll have time. But we were talking about like joking around. There was um, that we should make like a, like a paper mache head um, made of the of the rejection letters that we got so before we got into any festivals and like wear it to the premiere. So, like, I still want to like do it, Lindy. Yes, print out the emails, print out all the like, oh, thank you for applying, and mm. there were too many people, <laughs> and just paper mache them onto like a big balloon, cut a hole in it, and we'll just wear it on our head, <laughs> or bring it with. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a paper mache handbag like and just carry it at the premiere. <laughs> Oh, see, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah. That like sounds cathartic. Process. Have you guys? Yes. Done, um, I know, Lindy, mm. you said this was your first time with the, <laughs> like submission process or rejection process. Beth, have you done the film festival thing before? I have. Yeah. Um. So with, <laughs> um, when you make a twenty-six minute short film, you get rejected by a lot of festivals because they don't have room in their programming for you, <laughs> even if it's really good. Um, which is always subjective, but so I got into, I think two film festivals total with, um, with that film. Again, it was a huge learning experience and I, I'm still really proud of it, but, um, yeah. And it was weird actually. Um, so I, I got, and this is a good, this is a good cautionary tale, right? So I got so like, I, late in my submission process when I had submitted to like all the film festivals that I could afford to. And I, um, and I, you know, had thought I had been rejected by like all of them, um, you know, except for like the couple that I got into. And then, so I, so I stopped checking at some point the official email account of the film uh, that I had created. <laughs> and then some point like, kind of a long time after I had submitted I must have done like an early deadline uh which catch if you can um but I I got an acceptance letter from a festival in Canada the female eye film festival which they're awesome um <clears throat> and I was like I oh, no. didn't see it I didn't see it for like months <laughs> and so at some point I started getting like phone calls from Canada and like, like the, I think the artistic director of the festival called me personally and was like, Hey, we're going to screen your film next week. Can you um, send me a downloadable link so that we have it to screen? And I was like, wait, what? So I actually like made last minute travel arrangements. I went to Toronto and attended the festival um, they were super kind about it and like, you know, and, and I made sure that they got the, the assets that they needed to screen it. But I mean, it was such a great experience to just be up in Toronto and just surrounded by all these women filmmakers. Um, and, and there was, there was some crazy films and there were some, some cool, weird indie things and just lovely, like there was like a straight action film. Like there was just all, all over the spectrum um all kinds of wonderful humans to meet there and <clears throat> it was like I would have missed out on that opportunity if I hadn't mm. if someone hadn't like thrown yeah, me a bone and reached out um but yeah definitely like mm. don't give up on <laughs> on those submissions like don't stop checking because you never know if somebody is saying yes and you right, yeah. have already closed your ears so you don't know <laughs> when we're talking about meeting people you yeah. know who you're going to meet and how they could impact your career or your life in the future. It's like, don't give up on that. Yeah. Those opportunities. And you can't say <clears> yes <throat> to everything, but also, yeah, check your yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't forget. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like making, when you're writing a script, when you're making a film, right? You want there to be no throwaway moments. Like everything, every moment counts. Every moment matters. Maybe they don't all have equal weight, but, mm but everything is there for a reason and like 
I feel like even in life, like you meet someone, you, I, I'm not necessarily like an everything happens for a reason thing, person, but like, but certainly like don't have any throwaway moments in your life. Every moment might matter for something in ways that you don't yeah, realize at the time. So, yeah. Yes. We, uh, we talked a little bit about this, but yes. what are some of the major challenges in the filmmaking process for you? It could be for where monsters lurk or just filmmaking in general. Ooh. Should we talk about where monsters lurk challenges first? Yes, <laughs> let's do it. So, uh, this is the thing. I love talking about pre-pro with where monsters lurk because it's yeah. so much, but it was like the most stressful <laughs> time of my entire life. And, mm -hmm. um, administrative red tape was really frustrating but also yeah and this leads back to the film fund in general and why like i was going for it so hard i had a few thousand dollars saved up mm -hmm. to do the first year project went before covid <clears throat> and then after covid we had a lot more um restrictions on what we could do with it being a school project like if we broke these restrictions it wouldn't wow. they wouldn't count it as my thesis film yeah. so it's like we couldn't go rogue so yeah. <laughs> we couldn't shoot on location and mm. we couldn't have more than one location we were oh, in wow. the school's soundstage that was yeah. it so yeah. it went from a three location thing to what are we going to build on the soundstage it's a pretty drastic change um and that's why yeah <laughs> and it's a lot more expensive to build an apartment than it is to go rent an apartment for a couple of days yeah um and so that was like that's like part like without the film fund i don't i would have had to do credit cards to get that wow. done like right. and more student loans to get that yeah done. so it's it was it was just like i can't overstate how um essential it was to us because yeah like that was pretty oh, much awesome. the budget we had for yeah what we got from the film fund was pretty yeah it was amazing yeah. and we had an amazing uh construction coordinator who stayed within budget and i'm still amazed when yeah I watched no i thought short, it i thought it was it looks yeah, like your apartment, apartment or something <laughs> yeah um I mean, I guess I could have looked at the uh, the expense report yeah. and seen like, the <laughs> materials and everything, but um, <laughs> that's awesome. I love hearing but, that uh, though, of just like, oh, yeah, I thought no, you like, just got an apartment. I remember the film, <laughs> the expense report. Yeah, no, we so, like remembering the film. I remember it being an apartment. Yeah. you guys did an awesome job. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, red tape was difficult, but we mm -hmm. did it, and I'll let Beth talk some about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was, um, and it like so. It's wild because some of the COVID restrictions we didn't full like fully learn about until like a few weeks before we shot. Um, oh, yeah. so of course, I mean, it was only like a couple months before maybe bef that we found out that we needed to build a set in the in the um, soundstage. Cause we, we thought that we were going to get approval to shoot off site on location, but then also um, we discovered on the soundstage, we were only able to have eight hour days total, like first person enters, last person exits eight hours. Um, we could only have 10 people total were these, like, in the building associated with our production okay. on any of these shoots days. Yeah. These are COVID yeah. restrictions. Yeah. Um, and our actress, um, <clears throat> who was only able to be in scenes by herself without a mask, mm -hmm. like, which worked with our script that actually, like, we wrote for that um, restriction well ahead of time. But um, our, our actress could only have her mask off for a total of 15 what? minutes a day. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, to, to minimize exposure. And she was, yeah, you know, day. the only one. Yeah. Yes, there was literally, there were, I think, oh two God, people on set with a stopwatch. Um, well, one person wow. over Zoom and one person on set, I think, our, our first AD, right? That's Still right. had a stopwatch as well. Show you, show yeah. <laughs> and the scripty, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the person over Zoom was a faculty member, so wow. they were like, you are done. Yeah, we cannot do another take. But we that's the thing. We shot it like we were shooting on film because we rehearsed with her mask on yeah. and got it down and then shot. We never we got everything we needed every single day. Yeah. Awesome. It was yeah. amazing. 
it was mm. yeah we really had to kind of plan things tightly to a t and like really make sure that we had the shot mm. and we had the performance before we shot it yeah in terms of like rehearsal and that kind of practice like what is generally your style there do you usually rehearse before a lot oh yeah um, I like to have like mm. rehearsals before we even start shooting. Like I like to have um, rehearsal right. time with the actors. I come from a theater background. So like, that's how I learned to work with actors. Um, and it's great. Mm. Like, it's crazy to think of not having that, um, <clears throat> even though I'm spoiled right now because it's low budget productions and, you know, non-union folks, like that's possible. And that may be less possible um, if I am fortunate enough to work on bigger productions, but um and then, yeah, I, I like, I mean, generally if there's at least like, if there's camera movement at, or like block, like I'll always have like a blocking rehearsal before we shoot something. So everyone knows what's, um, what needs to be set up, but then, um, yeah, but I like to, especially if there's any sort of movement or anything, um, that could go wrong. Like I like to have at least one rehearsal with camera um mm. cool. on set before we shoot mm -hmm. sometimes we'll roll on it but usually not <laughs> yeah. and with with where monsters lurk beth did this really so we had one actor like one lead actor and then a second actor um that their their scene is through the door um and the two of them have still never oh met. Oh my god! We yeah, <laughs> the they've only met time. virtually. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but um, yeah, like Beth had a rehearsal, a Zoom rehearsal with the two of them, and the, the I three think of two? them. Yeah, I think there was two two rehearsals, and the three of them mapped out the history of their of these two characters and their relationship, mm -hmm. um, and like what it was and how they were with each other before this, and like how long they hadn't spoken to each other since the lockdown and, and all these like emotional mm -hmm. nuances that aren't said in the film, but I feel so intensely every time I watch it, like yeah. there's this, there's mm -hmm. this past and this history between these two and the, and this, and the other actor, Aaron, uh, they were my partner oh, at no. the time and they would not, they could not stop talking about how wonderful <laughs> the rehearsal was. It just like how, uh. how, how awesome it felt mm. to have like a small role but have it be so important and have this like history with this other character mm. it made it yeah. so easy for them to jump in and do it um so yeah i i love like i love theater and part of why i love theater right. is that it is such an emphasis on like the acting and the writing mm -hmm. and so yeah i love working with with theater mm. people and just being like yes go do your actory That's thing great. go do your directory yeah. thing do it yeah you got it. yeah yeah it's i don't know it's it's so like it feels so important especially in those scenes where where you want there to feel like there's so much that's not being said out loud you want the unspoken underbelly of the scene um so it almost like the audience doesn't need to know what it is but they need to know that it's there and it has to feel specific and yeah, they were they were really awesome to work with and we got to like kind of do a little bit of improv in rehearsal and they oh, came great. up with so much of, saw, um, of what their history was. Ken it was Smith so cool. Died the other night he was touring Clerks 3 um, outside of Philly and he he's I actually haven't oh, seen nice. Dogma yet. I really want to, but he's worked with uh, I know I need to I need to watch it. I might edit that out. <gasps> what? I love Kevin Smith, but I haven't I haven't seen Dogma. Uh, I know that's I, right here. Yeah, that feels like his best work. Oh, okay. No, okay. no judgment. I'm a little jealous that you get to watch um, it for the first time, about, honestly. He was working with, I think it was Bruce Garland, um, Yeah. A few times, and he put him in his movies, and he was just so, he oh, cared nice. about the acting process so much. He was like, okay, so Kevin, I came up with this backstory for mm -hmm. the character because it wasn't really clear why I, the character was doing this, but I came up with a backstory. I spent all night on it, and you don't need to know what it is, but I just want you to know that I know that there's a motive for this and kevin was like it was a little raunchy but he was like yeah you're you know your character doesn't wow. need all that as a comedy like but thank you um for doing all that but it's just like i'm bringing that up i guess to say like it's so cool to, work with actors <laughs> to actually go that extra mile and care about their characters backstories and things like that um yeah yeah i won't go into what the actual scene was but uh 
I mean, yeah. I could, but uh, unrelated. But yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, <laughs> you already talked a little bit about how awesome the Film Fund is, but we're going to put you on the spot again. What are some of your favorite things about the Film Fund? The lack of, like, barriers to it. Like, it was, I did a few grant submissions at this around the same time as when, when we submitted to the Film Fund, and, like, it was, it was, it was stressful in its own way, because trying to get that sentence down mm. and being concise and everything is its own craft, but, like, I don't know, it, it was just, it, it, the other ones mm. I just felt like I wasn't even a blip on the radar of the submissions, and, um, it was just, like, it was amazing to kind of throw the throw the money in, see what see what would happen, mm -hmm. submit the sentence. I didn't feel like yes. I had to spill out all of my soul right. and why I want to make things and all yeah, of so the really personal like, stuff. I, I applied to a grant like, uh, like when I was an undergrad. It was like twenty pages long. The the application I submitted and I didn't even get it, which is so so frustrating. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's hard because you're putting hours of your time into yep. every submission mm. and yeah, and money and like hours of money, you know, <laughs> um, and yeah, it, the film fund feels so much more accessible in that way that like, you know, <clears throat> you can focus your energies on crafting this one sentence that just boils your project down to what it is and what you need for it, um, which is what what all those grants really need to know mm -hmm. um and you're just simplifying it to just that um and it's you know and it's not like a crazy hefty fee mm -hmm. um to pay so it's like you can enter multiple times you know you can you can keep trying you can keep playing with your sentence and um right. and get feedback on your sentence awesome. for like not a crazy amount more which is nice um yeah i don't know yeah and i i also really like the um <laughs> like Oh, what was it? I oh, I yeah. had it, and then it. And then there's away. a point where you have you know too much, caffeine, and it's like, just like I'm energized and now, and I don't know what stops. to do with myself. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's all good. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's so based on the story and the production, like that. Mm. It had nothing to do. Like you <clears throat> didn't know anything about us. It didn't matter that I was in school. It didn't matter, like none of that stuff was a factor. Right. It was just so in my the opinion, that's just the what's story important. And just what we needed for the like especially with short happen. films, like short yeah. films, there for filmmakers to yeah. practice, to learn, to mm -hmm. get their work out there. Um, maybe form the basis of something bigger, but it's not like like these grants. And I mean, grants are great. Like anyone who's giving funding for the arts, awesome. Like hats off to you. But like, I don't. We don't need to know your entire background yeah. and your body of work and your life story odds are you're not going to have a body of work yet if you're making short films like you're still starting out um so like we just want to know is it a good story yeah. um do they kind of have okay. enough of an idea that they know what they're going to use some of the funding for to make that story happen and is it going to be compelling and enough like conflict to carry a narrative or a documentary well there's narrative and documentary so i'm splitting hairs here but yeah um so so like excited and happy to know that you found <laughs> the process useful um for sure i'm always looking for feedback so thank you for your feedback um on the film fund what is as we wrap up here what is next for each of you in like the next year or so <laughs> oh let's see oh i'm on the spot this time yeah. um <laughs> So I'm I'm officially you know screening my my thesis um, in December and uh, graduating. It's my thesis is called Astronomical Units. Um, it's a it's a short about a retired astronaut and her imaginative granddaughter and their love of space. So um, so that will be kind of you know going out into the world, hopefully into the festival circuit. Um, I I want to kind of be developing my first feature um in the coming year i i've also got you know like i'm hoping that that lindy and i can kind of work on more stuff to develop together because we you know 
there's there's something here and we (laughs) we both want to work together more um so we're we're working towards maybe like developing a series or some something cool that we can kind of co-produce together and um but yeah mindy so um yeah and to add on to that i love because beth wasn't really like into horror before and and was a little (laughs) uncertain about doing it yeah and then i like (laughs) gave her like the basics and then she (laughs) dove into the details and got really messed up (laughs) (laughs) yeah weird saying like i'm not necessarily specifically into horror but even my comedies are pretty dark yeah (laughs) Yeah, you yeah. The you'll see it. you'll see it, lindy <laughs> <laughs> i want to mind that yeah <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah so uh yeah where monsters lurk is hitting the festival circuit i am uh i've really invested in getting further d- deeper into script development in general like with my own stories but also just yeah i write coverage mm. for a living and i read cool multiple scripts a day so i'm just loving that just diving in and and getting as much as i can um the film the feature film that i uh my first production credit was is the whole lot and that uh nice had i'm in philadelphia a few months ago at the philadelphia and you didn't tell me about that either i could have gone and seen it yeah that's yeah yeah awesome. email me <laughs> oh my god uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so sorry, and I apologize to, to Connor, the director, for not doing uh, it more. <laughs> but it got into the uh, Mumbai Film Festival, and all right, we'll edit yeah, that part and out. And there's another. Oh no! See, I'm terrible marketing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. But it, it, um, but yeah, it's hitting its festival circuit, and it's gotten some really great reviews, and it just makes me so happy to see. Um, and. Yeah, then I'm working on a on a horror script with a writer friend of mine. We've been working on that for a few years, uh, and I'm really excited about that. Hopefully, we can get it in production, and it'll be like a Utah-based film because I love Chicago, but I keep nice. wanting to tell Utah stories. So that's um, <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm going. Um, and then I have another, a few other feature ideas I'm working on, and then my my. Uh, uh, the series I'm working on uh, is like my my creative baby. Awesome. That I keep us posted on all of that. Thank you, Beth and Lindy, for years. taking the time to speak with us today. We are running out of time. Try to keep Thank it under you. an hour. Um, but <laughs> do you each have social media channels we can check you out on? Yes. Um, what happened yes, to the first so nine? My Twitter handle is Lindy Stokes ten. <laughs> Um, all one word. Classic joke. Classic dad right? joke. Right there. That's, that's, that's the subject for another horror movie. <laughs> those are those are all the Twitter accounts I made in 2008. <laughs> Don't talk about <laughs> <laughs> the college years. Um, <clears throat> uh and my nice oh, oh my i do i get that pops up all the time handle. on it's like my yeah, applications Google. for stuff um. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice yeah because some other lynn got ahead of me with uh, <laughs> oh yeah nice but yeah. Oh, yeah. and monsters cool. I think we follow each other already, but everyone out there in on, podcast on land, definitely Instagram check Lindy well. out and where monsters right. lurk. Beth, how about you? Nice. Yeah. Um, so then my Instagram handle, I guess technically my Twitter handle, although I am a very lazy Twitterer, um, but <laughs> um, it's at Bashby Nose. At B A S H B Y K N O W S. Don't ask me what I know. Cool. I don't know. Well, thank you but, again for talking with us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning <laughs> into the podcast. I want to remind you that although our summer narrative and documentary contest just closed, we are going to be opening again for entries for the fall narrative and documentary contest. So check us out at thefilmfund.co to submit your entry. And if you're listening at a later date, check us out on social media uh, to stay up to date on our contests we're at the film fund on instagram now oh, we're going over an hour it's okay i can edit it later uh at the film fund on instagram at simply film fund on twitter uh <laughs> facebook.com slash film fund co 
and on LinkedIn, we are just the plain old The Film Fund. Uh, so yeah, check out the website as well. Most up-to-date info, check out our blog. Great filmmaking and producing tips are there. Blog.thefilmfund.co. Sign up for our newsletter. Email newsletter is probably the best way to stay up-to-date. I'm super old school. We send out a newsletter once a week with updates on our winners and our prizes and just everything that's going on. We have an ebook too, The Ultimate Guide to Pre-Production. So if you don't know what to do, you don't know how to do a breakdown, like Lindy didn't uh, check that out and you can learn how to make a film. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we publish these episodes roughly every other Friday. So check us out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or social media because I post them there too. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Done plugging. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, thank you so much for having us. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank you. Talk to everyone soon.